Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. That was about a six to six and a half on the Greg excitement scale. There wasn't that little, like, uptick right at the end that I'm accustomed to hearing in the yellow. <laughs> I think it was there. It was, it was like a comet trail. Burn bright. Just kind of dissipated. Left a trail. <laughs> We've got a big, 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 big show for you. Um, we are going to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. We are going to talk about Minions, too. We are going to talk about the boys. And when it's all said and done, we're going to come back to Thor, Love and Thunder and talk about it again. This time with spoilers. Or we'll just talk spoilery stuff. Well, yes. <laughs> But that won't be till the end of the show, so if you haven't had a chance to see Thor Love and Thunder as I, as you hear me say this, um, we'll come back to it, and it'll be fun, and you'll like it. <laughs> we'll tee it up, and you can leave or you can stay. Yes. Just mute it and let it keep playing so we get credit for the play. I don't think they have to listen the whole way through. I mean, no one listens the whole way through, do they? <laughs> okay, so starting off, Thor Love and Thunder. I saw Thor Love and Thunder with Greg and Johnny and Ashley saw Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we A little self-inflicted. We went to another late show last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but we still, um, we're really proud of ourselves. This is progress. It shows, it shows we're growing as people. I will tell you um, my first takeaway from Thor Love and Thunder I have found my new favorite seats to sit in. Go on. So, you know how in, like, the big, nice, reclining theaters, how there's, like, a series of seats that are next to the handicap seats? Yes, because that's the exact seats we sit in every single time. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Like, don't get me wrong. There's the handicap companion seats. We didn't sit in those. But there's also regular seats there, too. Oh. And, dude, we were sitting in the regular seats, and, like, there was no one in front of us, and there was all of this big area to work with, and there was no one basically sitting next to us. It was just, like, it felt like I was watching it at home to an extent. Uh, I, that's not where I thought you were going with it. We sit in the companion seats. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, I mean, you could consider them to be companion seats, but the companion seats are technically just the one directly next to on either side of the big openings. Yeah. And at this theater, there were like four seats and then another seat and then the the handicap area, and then another seat and then the handicap area. Yeah. No, the, uh, the accessibility seating has always been awesome because you do get that extra space. It's like the row behind the emergency exit row on planes where you get that little bit of extra leg room and it makes a world of difference. Yeah, so I'm not advocating taking up the companion seating. That should be left for anyone who's handicapable who wants to go see the movie. And anytime they but, show up, I will happily depart my chair. But those those like full like, you know, three or four seats that are sitting there that are not technically companion seats, those are fair game. And I will look for them now. Yep, they're the best. It's, we've, life hack 101. I don't think we've sat anywhere else in a theater the last, like, seven or eight times we've gone. That's been, that is where we sit. Uh, What is at least a little bit funny is, uh, you know, I saw Ashley post the Marvel screen grab on Instagram yesterday. And I was like, that looks like she just took the picture from Amy's Instagram and reposted it. Because I think you guys are sitting in like almost the exact same spot in the theater. <laughs> no, no, third. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, takeaway number two from Thor. Uh, Greg and I both watch all of our movies with closed captioning on. What? Uh, like Netflix. Um... Disney Plus, all that, we both turn on closed caption. For oh, no, no, that's fine. I do that, too. I thought you meant, like, both movies you saw this week had closed captioning, and I was like, <laughs> why? I thought about going out and getting <laughs> the glasses. Oh, I, 
<laughs> I do too. <laughs> Dude, closed captioning is such a freaking game changer when it comes to watching movies. It really is. Like, watching Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus with closed captioning on makes me so happy. Well, that's... No, I get it. That's actually how... I watched the season finale of The Boys yesterday without any sound on. So I used the captions, and it was... <laughs> uh, a lot of C-bombs. A lot, a lot of C-bombs. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that word written out as many times as I did yesterday in one hour. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... <clears throat> I thought you were going to tell me that you guys had, like, closed captioning in the theater. And I'm like, who did you pay? There no, the, actually, some of the theaters around here do offer closed captioning in theater. Uh, I've never seen one of those movies, but I, it is an option for like certain showings per day, and I, I have greatly considered it. Um, anyway, so here's the real takeaways. Um, I greatly enjoyed this movie. I do not understand the people who are bitching about it. Um, they're just sad people. That's what it is. It's- I mean, it's the same people that probably just can't find anything to enjoy regardless. So it's just kind of let them scream into the void like Tooth Nasher and I always remember Tooth Grinder. They can just scream into the void like the goats. (laughs) Yes. That's it. Have fun. See you. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, 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 I did. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you guys say about this here, Greg? I was looking, really looking forward to the movie. Cause you know, I wanted to see, you know, a, kind of a funny movie, but I, I you just get that itch for Marvel, a Marvel movie. You know, which you haven't seen a good one in a while, other than like Shang Chi, but no, it's just you know, I I love Thor too. Thor is just funny to me, and I wanted to see okay. how Christian Bale did as a as a villain, per se. Yeah, Christian Bale did really well. Right, but like Patrick Bateman went to space. Who's that? Uh, his character from uh, American Psycho. Oh. <laughs> Greg is thoroughly uninterested. <laughs> I'm talking. Um, what what about the film stood out to you the most, Greg? What were a couple things that you took away? Um, I like like the the first half hour of the show was like a lot of people think it was like all over the place but I can't I think it kind of fits with what was going on with him in a sense like you could tell when he was the the first fight scene with, yeah. with the guardians like the thing that's in the trailer so it just kind of fits with the movie for me it fits with the movie I thought that was kind of fun to hang around and watch and then that's when the goats came in and that kind of stuff. So, but that was kind of the major thing for me. And I, I like the use of music in it, even though it was the same band all over the, the whole thing for the most part. I think it was entirely the same band. Um, there was a lot of Guns and Roses. Yeah, there was there was like one or two songs that were not. Yeah, but. I just like well, the playfulness like of it too, type thing. I feel similar to Ragnarok. They did a really good job of mixing the music in and kind of keeping the like one or two songs is almost like a theme running through the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I thought it was good. Um, was there anything you didn't particularly care for in the film, Greg? No, not really. I really liked it. Like, there wasn't, there's was nothing that was like, oh, God, I can't believe they did this type thing. No 10,000 calorie burrito for me. 
that's a that's not even just a deep cut. That is like I had to get Nicolas Cage to steal that. That's how <laughs> old that one is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. Uh, same question to you, Richard. Anything I didn't like? What were a couple of things you enjoyed the most that stood out to you? And what was one thing that you took away that you're like, they could have done a better job? Without going into deep spoilers on it, um, I am not a big fan of the Mighty Thor storyline from the comics for a particular reason. Um, And they addressed that. Like, they did not do the same storyline beat for beat they did a version of it and i thought the version of it they did improved on it a lot yeah um i did still find it weird that everyone was just calling her thor with thor standing right next to her (laughs) and then they started calling her a thor and it's like has this happened before guys like you, you, this kind of feels like it's unprecedented based on the way you're acting but then you're like you're just cool with like eh, whatever either way so I, I I think it may have happened before because was it the last film where they referenced they referenced Loki turning him into a frog so Thor has definitely been different versions at some point. Yeah, okay. I mean, obviously, all the people that are there, most of them probably don't remember that because I feel like it happened a very long time ago, but I I think there was veiled references to different versions of Thor. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I thought they did a much better job with it in this than they did in the um, in the comics, addressing and kind of getting to the storyline. Um. Yeah, I I was a little disappointed with you know that's a spoiler, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Actually, honestly, the other thing that I really enjoyed was I really enjoyed Christian Bale's performance. Um, And that's not to say that everyone else who was in it did a bad job, but Christian Bale's performance was elevated substantially past anyone else. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed everything that he brought to that character. Um, I stand by what I said. I got a little bit of a vibe of that, which, I mean, it makes sense. He probably drew from some of that. I'd be curious to find out where else he drew inspiration for this character from. Um, I'm having a tough time putting my thumb on it, but I'm sure if he did an interview at some point and he's like, oh, I just felt like it was this, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. And he's not wearing hockey pads, so I'm not upset. Yeah. He is definitely not wearing hockey pads or any pads whatsoever, but many prosthetics. Yeah, he he does. He he looks like he looks straight up frightening. I actually I we didn't bring Julie to the movie because of how he looked in the uh, in the trailer. He's like, no, I, I don't need that giving her nightmares. Yeah. Um, this felt like a Taika joint. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I got much more of a vibe of what we do in the shadows this time. Just like a fraction more than Ragnarok. And I think it was rooted in some of the humor. Um, I love the way that they utilized the Guardians and just showed the absolute disinterest. <laughs> I was like, well, this is boring. And then just kind of the way they parlayed that into the rest of the film, I thought was really cool. Um, And yeah, the the sound, the music, the cinematography, everything looked really, really, really well done. You know, I've seen a lot of people say this was Ragnarok amped up to 11 with the humor. And I actually feel like the opposite. I feel like they toned down the humor a bit in this. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there was more like nuanced humor than there was just like punchy in the face with it sort of deal. So they weren't going for like the slapstick kind of stuff that I felt like they had in Ragnarok at times. Right. Um, so I think the writing improved. Um, just trying to think of like literally one thing that may have bothered me. I guess I'm a little perplexed marginally at how Jane Foster all of a sudden just knew how to fight. Yeah, I actually kind of had a similar feeling with that, but at the same time, she's holding a magic hammer. There's no reason to say that the magic hammer can't instill some of that in her. You kind of see that. I go back to Sam Wilson trying to learn how to use Cap's shield. And I'm like, that's a highly trained military soldier who's... Cap's shield ain't, ain't magic. Right. There's also at the at, without doing any spoilers, there are proof, there's proof that that power does provide you the ability to fight in the movie. I'm listening. I don't want to spoil it's spoilers. It's spoilers. He doesn't spoilers. want to know spoilers right now. All right. No, I I did. I had a I had a similar feeling in her opening scene when she just showed up and was just basically whipping ass. Yeah. Like. That's really weird because she hasn't really fought in any of the other movies. <laughs> and then I was like, well, huh. Oh, yeah, she's holding a freaking magic hammer. Why would the magic hammer not just tell her, you know, hey, you can shoot lightning by thinking of lightning and you can make me explode and kill everybody by thinking of explode and kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, final recommendations. Gregory, do you recommend Thor, Love and Thunder? Yeah, thought it was great. Johnny, do you recommend Thor, Love and Thunder? Oh, 10 out of 10. It's not even close. I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice by not seeing this. I think you're doing yourself an even bigger disservice if you don't see it in theaters. Uh, and yes, I also recommend Thor, Love and Thunder. So that is three recommends from all of us. Um, okay. So, uh, the other movie that we saw this week was Minions. (laughs) Uh, that was myself and Greg seeing Minions 2, uh, at the theater. Um, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it overall. Uh, Greg, what were your thoughts? Yeah, that's, I don't know, even... Either I was in a bad mood or that show was... There's only, like like I said, one funny part in it that I thought was funny. Not a big fan of that one. But I was never big. I, bet I was more... I was a fan of Despicable Me, but not really Minion-specific. So... Yeah, and I thought that bringing Gru in for this one made a lot of sense. Um, because I did feel like it... My my one issue with the original Minions movie is it's hard to be attached to a bunch of characters that don't speak English, like the entire movie. Like, the extent of their English is saying banana, basically. So, when you're three main characters, you can't understand what they're saying the majority of the movie. It gets a little tough. So, bringing in Gru, I think, makes it a little easier. Um... There were, I, I found more stuff funny than you did. There were some bits that I, I really thought were really hilarious. Um, but at the same time, I do agree this was not as good as, like, Despicable Me 1 or 2. Um, if you were expecting an in-depth Minions review, that's pretty much what we got because it's Minions. It, the majority of the people that are listening to this probably aren't, like... Yeah. Really caring that much, um, I but didn't, overall, I didn't really care that much. So, <laughs> that goes. Um, uh, overall, I liked the movie, and if you have a kid, I can tell you, my kids watched it. My kid watched it not once but twice already. 
She went and saw it with me, and then she went and saw it again with her grandma. And if you let her, she'll go watch it again today. Sounds like Greg's got a afternoon plan. <laughs> yeah, I'll drop Julie off with you. You guys can go. <laughs> <Minions, Greg>. Nope. <laughs> I'll take her to see Thor again. Do that. I dare you. <laughs> Greg can just walk out of there. Jules, we're going to go sit in this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Minion. Greg and Jules walk into the theater to Richard's car and Jules' eyes just don't move. No blink. (laughs) Dead stare. (laughs) I mean, it's not like she hasn't seen other Marvel movies. Just Christian Bale looked deranged. Right. Then I'd have to, like, get her ice cream or something to break her out of it. (laughs) Greg has her at Graders. Are you okay yet? Maybe with some sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Buckeyes could make me forget this experience, Greg. <laughs> just you say like, oh, how'd you how'd you spend eighty dollars at Graders? Well, I took I took Jules to see Thor. Wait, I had to make sure the, she was okay. Isn't that a normal order at Graders? About eighty bucks. Oh, it's not hard. You can make it happen. You got her an ice cream cake? Yeah, she wanted it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like I said, if, if you have kids or if you have a fondness for the Minions, you'll probably like this movie. Um, but if you don't, I'm not entirely sure why you would go other than, you know, so you can rip on it on your podcast a week later. Um... So, yeah, that's pretty much it for Minions. Okay, The Boys. Oh, God. Uh, the Boys Season 3 came to a um, crescendo this week. Um, I overall actually really liked it. You had a chance to say it came to a climax this week and you didn't even use it? No, no, <laughs> no. Jesus, Richard, the jokes write themselves, man. Come on. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um, um, I'll stop talking. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I, I did. I, as, as a whole for this season, um, there were some choices over the course of it that were puzzling, and I can say I was not a huge fan of. Um, but I liked where it ended up for the most part. Um, so yeah, I, I did. I liked this season overall. Um, I, I like where the show appears to be going. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I've got for it. Uh, if you have watched the first two seasons of the boys, this is probably up your alley. If you have not watched the first two seasons of the boys and you like dark humor in the superhero genre, um and over the top action it is probably something you should give a check out on Amazon Prime I hated everything to do with the deep this season everything every single thing I can honestly say that I relatively agree with that um so the deep if you have not watched the boys is their version of aquaman which is only uh, funny when you consider the number of times that the running joke with Aquaman and Peacemaker came to light in the boys. Yeah. So, and that's... The first season of the boys, the deep sexually assaults one of the main characters. And immediately you're like, this dude's the biggest piece of shit. I hope he dies a horrible death. But they spend like the next like season and a half giving him a redemption arc where like you can see that he's actually really troubled and there's a lot of like really messed up things going on in his life and he's been through a lot, etc. And kind of parlaying it into making him a to a certain extent a sympathetic character even though you're like this dude's still a piece of shit but he's I understand more why he's a piece of shit 
But all of that character development this year just went right out the window. It's it's like they dropped 50 IQ points off of him. Made him a worse person over the course of it. And then decided they were going to have him fuck fish the entire season. I, it's... I mean, tip of the cap to Cody for being the lead in this series, but the rest of it, I can do without. I think it's my favorite running gag now is that Cody is simply Code Lander. Um, uh, it's, I don't know that I'll watch the next season, to be honest with you. I, I know I directly told you this will be it for me, literally because of two or three scenes in this season. Um, but the stuff that happened was just on a sliding scale. I'm not saying I can get past some of the stuff that happened in prior seasons, but like, was it season two, the scene with the whale and the boat? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I've had enough. I've, oh, that was really funny. Me, I, yeah, yeah, sure. That's, yeah. Funny's, funny's probably not the first word that I would use, but let's run with that. I, I, here's the deal. I get what you're saying. That didn't bother me because it's obviously not real. It also wasn't played. Like, okay, so we'll get into a little bit of spoilers here. So when the Deep gets kicked off the team, when it comes to light that he sexually assaulted Starlight, and he gets exiled to, like, Sandusky, Ohio, or something like that. <laughs> um, which is where Cedar Point is. Um, and, and he goes on his little adventure for the next, like, season and a half, trying to make his way back onto the team. And he gets called in to help them stop the boys who are in the process of, you know, trying to do all this stuff. And so they're on the water and he takes a whale and he blocks their path to this compound with this whale. Like he has the whale beach itself. Now, the Deep actually cares a lot about an- about animals in this because he can talk to fish. Mm-hmm. So he obviously doesn't mean for this to happen, but the main character is just like, I don't care about a whale. And he runs into the whale head on and causes the whale to explode when he hits it with the boat. (laughs) And again, it's like, it's all played for laughs. It's like, it's a, it's a big explosion of whale blubber and meat and all this other stuff. And, like you see the deep's eyes get big and he has see him freak out when he realizes what's going to happen and it's 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 all played for laughs this yep. season he is forced to eat an octopus <laughs> that he flat out calls his friend and as he's doing it he's talking about how it's begging for its life and it's praying and all this other stuff and it is played to be horrifying so I, I like I get it. Like it, I, again, I know it's not real. Obviously, they didn't have Chase Crawford eat an octopus on the set that was still alive. But like, holy shit! Yeah, that's they lost. They lost me after the season for that. I just it's I I can't. It's I've had a really tough time getting past that. Just too much, man. I think that I, I know there's other things that happen in the series where people are like, wait, that was the line you're going to draw in the sand about like what's okay, and I'm like, yes, and I'm totally fine with that. And and that's fine. Like, you, I don't have a problem with someone drawing a line in sand, sand and being like, no, I'm not doing anything else with this because of this. You know, that's whatever floats your boat in the end. Yeah. Um. For me, that wasn't a that wasn't over the line to the point where I would stop watching the show. But I do understand your feelings on it because I didn't like it either. I was really uncomfortable with it. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I don't know. It was a decent season. Some of the developments. If people are going to watch it, 
you'll find out. There's definitely some holy shit moments. Jensen Ackles was amazing. I will give yeah, he was. the flowers for that, but that doesn't surprise me. Loki loved the actor who played Bobby being the politician in this series. Oh, yeah. Also loved and- that they were able to sprinkle in some of the music from Supernatural randomly through this season. And all the stuff they did with Soldier Boy over the course of the season, um, who's basically their version of Captain America mixed with the Winter Soldier. What was... Um, I sent you a meme for this. What was it? It was like Soldier Boy, Peacemaker, Cap. But it was like... Oh, if if America was a superhero or something like that. The other evil chart with all the characters that are similar to Captain America. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's... Yeah. Um, it's funny because I know I said I would never do this again, but it kind of got me wanting to rewatch Supernatural from the start. Because, like, yeah. I realize how much I miss seeing those guys on TV on a regular basis. No, I, I get that. Um, and, and I kind of had a similar moment with it too, because like Chenson is so good in this. Um, and they did just, they did, they, they did a really good job with the character in general. Like he has so many incredibly dated references because he's been on, <laughs> he's been imprisoned since like 1984 or something like that. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it's, it's legitimately funny. And that's it, like, that's, that's part of what I really enjoy about the show is that when they really like work at a character they do great work with it. Mm-hmm. So when when he's sitting there talking about, you know, Bill Cosby being America's dad and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, God, that's such a great reference just to pull out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, again, if you've seen The Boys, they do a lot of stuff where, like, the heroes in the show are in a lot of movies as the heroes. And they kept showing various scenes from his movies, and they were just like such great, like sixties and seventies kitsch. Yeah, it was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, it was. There was a couple high points for the series, the season. Um, I think Jensen Eccles was one. The arc with him and Black Noir was. Kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought it pretty hilarious, some of the parallels that were drawn between Black Noir and Deadpool with the decay of their oh, yeah. neurological state. Um, that was... <laughs> I did have a laugh at his, at his final scene in this season before they moved on to the like remainder of the storyline. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The, the weird like religious well wishes. I, I had a solid two minute laugh at that. I like the fact they finally really focused on black noir. Yeah. Um, Cause he was barely in the previous two seasons. Like he was there and he had his little arcs, but... You got some of his backstory in this, which was kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely... You got a nice focus on Black Noir this season, and I thought it really worked. Yeah. Um, okay, that wraps up our main show. We are going to be going into Thor spoilers immediately following this. Uh, and if you do not want to hear them... You should turn this off and have yourself a very good week, everybody. But if you do want to hear him, you're going to start hearing him in three, two, one. Screaming goats. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Next. See you next week, boys. Good good show. So, anyway, I, uh, I, I really... The thing that I, I most didn't want to see if you've read any of the mighty Thor storyline or anything caught up to it in Marvel comics, the way that they did it was by making Thor unworthy. Yeah. 
So he was no longer worthy of the hammer, and Jane suddenly was. Um, and I hated that. Like, I, I've talked about it in the show before. Marvel did a lot of stuff to diversify their comic lineup, um, you know, five, ten years ago, which is around the time this storyline happened. But, and that doesn't bother me at all. What bothered me about it was they went out of their way to shit on the old heroes on their way out. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Thor is no longer worthy. He's not good enough anymore. Uh, Captain America, he's a Nazi. <laughs> and, um, oh, by the way, Tony Stark's actually a mad scientist who's been experimenting on himself for years. Yeah. And it, it, it drove me nuts. Like, if you want to bring in a new legacy hero, give the old heroes, like, a really nice send-off on the way out. Yeah. Don't shit on their legacies on the way out. Um, and they didn't do that here. I figured that Marvel Comics would find, or Marvel Studios would figure out a good way to do that, and they did. Um, and I really liked the fact that they they kept Thor worthy, while also making Jane worthy in her own way. Yeah. Uh, spoilery thoughts, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Um gosh so I, I like the idea how they explained why the hammer kind of chose her yeah um but here's the thing though too is it did the hammer choose her because of what thor said when he was dating her uh it, it seemed to imp- no it seemed to imply that because it did the little symbol yeah so but I like the idea, like there was consequences for using the hammer type thing. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. That's just one of those, you know, we don't normally see that. Normally it's just happy-go-lucky. Everything happens. (laughs) Then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I I love the Valkyrie. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job bringing her, bringing her to the forefront. But I mean, she was pretty prevalent in Ragnarok as well. Yeah, I just love her as a character, and I love her as an actor too. So, yeah. actress. Sorry, she. Sorry, I, I, I into ADHD. Squirrel brain time. She in Westworld. Is that what I saw? I don't know. I legitimately, I've watched literally like two episodes of Westworld ever. I thought I saw a preview one day, and I was like, "Wait a second, isn't that?" She's in a lot of stuff. She's like, she has got a a massive She's IMDb Creed, profile. Yeah. Okay. She was in Westworld too. Okay. Okay. Nope. I was just passingly curious. Good to know. Yeah, she's been in twenty four episodes of Westworld. Okay. It's it's honestly it's kind of interesting to me, like. She's someone that I had not heard of until basically the first Thor. Yep. Um, but she's been working basically regularly since about 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And, and admittedly, most of the stuff is not stuff that I would pay attention to. Um, but she was, however, she had three episodes in Heroes back in the day, if you ever watched that. Um... But yeah, she's got a massive IMDb profile. Okay. She also just did Hot Ones on YouTube. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. I need to. Uh, I need to find those Pringles, boys. I need to find the Hot Ones Pringles. I, I feel like dying today. She was in oh. a Jay Z music video. Spoilery stuff as well. Um, anything else before I just well, have my random unhinged rant? So uh, about the uh, the Thor power, like when he empowers the kids, all those kids learned how to fight with the, with the power of Thor. 
at the end. I feel like it was like if you give a child like endless electrical charge, they can just like throw their fingers out. It kind of reminded me of Shazam a little bit in that sense. Or like the first little while, he just like made money on the street by like shooting lightning bolts out of his fingers because he could. No, I, I don't think yeah, it was. But, I don't think it was that. Yeah, that's that's not really what the kids did. I mean, the kids were straight up fighting using the power of Thor. Mm. Right. That's why Which, I but, assumed that's that's why you pick up the hammer. You know how to fight at least a little. Which, by the way, I enjoyed that scene a lot. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was amazing. The visual of the top down was just good call. Um, anything else spoilery you wanted to talk about there, uh, Johnny? Russell Crowe. Oh yes. God damn, that was good. Like the whole <laughs> like, but that was one of those subtle humor things where like they didn't have to beat you over the head with it. So when he like blew away his. <laughs> disguise and all the women in his like chariot just like fainted <laughs> yeah and the Valkyrie looks at her she's like are you are, are you upset she's like I am not upset at all <laughs> it was uh, I dug that a lot um, I thought the way that they introduced I mean come on Roy fucking Kent let's be honest right what a weird choice for Hercules, though. I'm sorry. Like, I've seen Brett. He's not, like, a big dude, per se. Like, he's fit. But Hercules is Hercules. Let's be honest here. But you so, kind of have, you gotta have to have that RBF. Yeah. I think that's what makes it Hercules. I mean. Yeah. I did think, I just found it was interesting the way that they... Went that route. I thought it was great. I was happy to see. I mean, I'm not going to be upset anytime that guy gets more work because I think he's someone that's pretty goddamn funny and I've enjoyed just about everything he's ever done to this point. Just going back and like trying to see some of the other work that he's had. Um, but like, man, that the scene alone where like Thor catches the bolt and then throws it back. I sat there and was like, oh, he fucked up. <laughs> like, well, that was a mistake. But like at the same yeah. time, you're like, fuck, yeah, he did. Um, the bow bun, though, fucking made me laugh for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And Ashley's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, that is just so tight to, to like throw in what is the most ridiculous fucking thing I can put in this movie right now and make it work was a fucking bow bun as a god for some other culture or society. Um, I know there's going to be Easter eggs all over the place, especially that scene. Like I was trying to track and like look at it, but like it was hard to keep track of everything that was going on there. Um, so the reveal and then the post credits, I was like, Nice. I, I don't know if there's any implications there. Uh, yeah, and, you know, honestly, if they had just tacked that on to the end of the movie, yeah, like, not as a post-credit scene, I would have said, well, that was a nice little bookend for the Jane Foster character. I mean, we're, we're in the spoiler section. We don't have to hide it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, the Jane Foster character is shown arriving in Valhalla and meeting Heimdall. Yeah. Um. And like it would have been a nice little bookend to the post credit to the movie if it was just tossed there at the end. You're like, oh well, look, Jane, you know, got kind of a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, putting it as a post credit scene to me makes it seem like they have plans for it. Yeah, that's that's just what I mean. Like it felt like there was there's implications with that instead of just like a wrap it up in a nice little bow type of situation, which I probably would have preferred, to be honest. I, you know, honestly, I... I, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, I feel like it... 
it could be wrapped up in a bow. You could never come back to it again, and it works. Mm-hmm. But I could honestly see them coming back to it in Thor 5 or Thor 6. Yeah, the door's just left open now. Yeah, and, and I think that that works too. I mean, honestly, that's kind of been my whole thing with, with Valhalla. You know, they make a big deal about Valhalla and Thor is a god and they go to a place called Eternity in this movie and they deal with a bunch of omnipotent people. You know, it feels like there should be a door open for them to go to Valhalla at some point and recruit warriors. Yeah. So, I, I I liked what they did because it gives you, it kind of opens that door a little bit further. Right. Yeah, it'll be, I'm, I am very curious to see kind of how things go now. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I like the way they wrapped it up. I thought it was really cool that like Chris Hemsworth's daughter was the one that plays the daughter of Gore love i thought that was actually fantastic like i didn't realize that until i looked it up after but that is actually his youngest i think it's their youngest child that makes sense and then their his and his wife's twins are also in the film his son played one of the younger versions of thor running through the woods and then his daughter the twin so tristan i think is his son and i can't think of his daughter his other daughter's name but she was one of the asgardian children so I thought that was kind of cool, man. I I loved. Ashley was so mad about Korg. Ashley was so mad about Korg. I was like, she's about to Joker Greg this shit. <laughs> she's about to get her ass up out of this chair and leave the theater because she was that mad about Korg. Yeah. Um. Little surprise, Meek didn't get more screen time. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Like for a universally recognized assassin, I was just like, I, 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 can't they fight still? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that there is that much to do with that character. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Anyways, that was kind of my takeaway. It was I, I, I love the post in the mid credits. I thought Brett Goldstein as Hercules was fucking cool little. Advancement. I don't know how you bring that character in just yet. I don't know well, what capacity he's in. Like, where do you slot that character into the current continuity, or do you start and work out from like street level again? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know if we've actually talked about this, but the MCU does have a bit of a problem going on right now. Yeah. And I we, we got to wrap up because I got to go take a, a small child to gymnastics. <laughs> and maybe this will be a a topic for a future show. But the MCU was built around essentially. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Yeah. And two out of three of those are gone. Yep. And they're not coming back anytime soon. And that's kind of the interesting thing about where they've gone here, though. Like, a lot of Marvel's most recognizable characters are at the end of their contract or have already wrapped their contract. And Marvel has got to go out of their way to make these new characters that people actually give a shit about. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, they're scraping the C-list heroes out to trot them out and be like, here you go. Here's Moon Knight. Everyone's been waiting to see Moon Knight. Yeah. And I liked Moon Knight, but Moon Knight's not exactly a recognizable character. No. So I, I think bringing in Hercules makes a certain level of sense because it, it's like Thor. It's a character that people know without knowing him. Yeah. Like, you don't have to know the MCU version of Thor to have a good idea who Thor is because it's Thor. Right. Well, I, you know, again, we can discuss this another time. I think there's a whole rabbit hole that could be brought in. Um, I know there's a Midnight Suns video game being developed right now. Yep. So I do wonder if we're just trying to establish character notoriety before there's like a big 
step forward. I mean, we'll see what happens, man. It's exciting. I thought this was this wasn't as good a movie. I will say this: it wasn't as good a movie as Ragnarok, but it was just as good as its own thing. It wasn't worse. It was just different. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was as perfect as they could have done with what they had, and I am content. I am appeased. Made me laugh. Made me angry. Made me stressed. And I was happy to see Christian Bale kind of get a role where he could just do his thing, and I'm willing to bet he probably had a shitload of fun doing this movie. Yeah. yeah. he. Um, the one thing I'm kind of interested in with this movie, and this will be my last thought before we wrap this up, um, there has been a lot of talk about there being whole planets and whole characters that were cut out of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and Christian Bale, I guess, himself has expressed dismay that he feels like a lot of his content was cut. Yeah. Um, and I don't know... I don't know if they have just decided that two hours is a sweet spot to get as many plays to make money, like DC did, because they've been cutting movies down closer to the two-hour mark on this phase. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they just felt it works best this way or what, but I would love to see some of those additional scenes with Christian Bale. Yeah. No, I'd be into that. Give me an extended edition that like I can choose to watch instead of just putting that one out in theater. I think that'd be a nice thing for the digital release to have the two different versions that you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Put a bumby on that. Uh, if they want to get a hold of you, Greg, and ask any questions about football, how can they get a hold of you? At Woe Gregory. And Richard, if they want to get a hold of you to be able to discuss the renovations at Jungle Gyms, how can they do that? At Richard Versus. And if you want to get a hold of me to... Just tell me how wrong I am about everything I ever say, which, eh, you might have something there. Uh, it's at versus at, podcast followed by an underscore. Ashley already knows how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I mean, she's not going to listen to this anyway, so we're fine. <laughs> uh, send them home, Richard. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>